You're listening to Dead Set Podcasting with your host, Josh Liston. This is a fully independent podcast about podcasting with a global focus and perspective. Follow along with today's episode over at deadsetpodcasting.com. Okay, here we go. Hey friends, Josh here. I'm recording in my office today because my main studio is getting used and it's been a while since I've recorded in here and I've never really done anything besides Skype and Zoom calls and stuff. So it has its issues. It's also getting quite hot in Australia already and I've got an office that, although I've got this amazing view of the main street here in town, it also faces the afternoon sun. So it's a pretty hot office already and we're not even into the hottest part of the year. The automatic air conditioning system is not currently turned on because I like Arctic temperatures and most people don't. So we're probably still a few weeks away from that. So I thought I'd introduce a subject today that I think gets skirted around and is maybe treated a little bit too simply sometime, a little bit reductionist about how acoustics and environment both impact your sound. And in my opinion, as a long-time podcaster, but more importantly, as a fan of the medium and as a listener, more so than anything, I think that the two biggest problems with podcast sound is environment and acoustics. And fixing those things and dealing with those issues can be both simple and complex depending on the issue in your room. So in here, we've got a street. I've got the window shut. I don't normally, but the street noise is way too loud to have that coming through. That would just bug everybody. There's a pretty strong reverb in here. There's nothing in here but flat walls and a double desk that I've got that's both quite noisy in and of itself when you touch it, but also reflective. And I've got a fan sitting off to my left that's about, I'm not sure, a metre away, maybe a little bit more, maybe four feet. And that's turned up to the medium setting. And I've got that pointed straight at me. So not at the mic, but straight at me. So I've also got the noise gate turned off on the DBX-286S preamp that I'm using. So today, being part one of a two-part acoustics and environment and general sound treatment and acoustic treatment type of episode, I'm going to talk about environment today. Here's a few things you should try and avoid when picking either a location or a permanent space to record your show. Avoid rooms that have a constant and or intermittent noise. So for me, this office would not work for many reasons, but one of those reasons is I've got a double window here and part of why I chose this office was that it was a double office so I could fully enclose and treat the window in the main studio and I would have this office for some sun and a view and also just to kind of absorb the environment of a pretty happening part of town. If I'm not prepared to plug those up, double treat them with two layers of insulation how I did in the main studio, which is only a single window. I've basically got constant traffic noise and intermittent motorbike noise, heavy vehicle noise, and also people. So depending on what time of the day it is, there's a lot of bars and stuff around here. On top of just the constant traffic that flows up and down this street, being the main street of town. There's also a lot of drunk people yelling, a lot of people having fun. There's kids because there's a park straight across the road. There's your rev heads having fun where they're revving their engines at each other at the stoplight that's just outside. And there's obviously loud motorbikes and things that drive past being the intermittent side. So the traffic noise is constant. 
and at times also intermittent. The other thing that's wrong with this room is that it gets hot, as I mentioned earlier. You should avoid using a room that necessitates having a fan on or the air conditioner, or if you're in our part of the world at certain times of the year, probably both. That just adds extra noise to the environment. It's an environmental sound. So one thing I will show you, this fan, and this is just a trick I've learned over many years, you can actually deal with fan noise as long as it's not blowing on the microphone, which would sound something like this. So if you are going to use a fan, don't point it at the mic. Maybe point it at your body and use your body as almost like a shield for the microphone. But I'll just leave it a second to give you guys an idea of the sound in the room. And now I'm just going to work the noise gate up from basically its lowest setting, so it's off, it's letting everything through, to just when it starts to kick on. So just listen closely, maybe even turn this up a tiny bit. So did you hear when the noise kind of crossed over there a little bit? I'll go even further. So that's probably a little bit more aggressive than what I want. But essentially with a noise gate, what I do with fan noise, because it is constant and it's normally lower than the human voice, unless you're speaking incredibly quietly, is I go up to the point where it's completely cut out or near cut out or just my voice is well and truly overwhelming it for signal. And then I back it off one or two settings. So on the DBX, it's like one little notch and that gives a natural sound and it doesn't chop. So fan noise, you can actually deal with. Air conditioner noise is constant. That's normally in a really low frequency. As long as it's not blowing on the microphone like another voice in the mix, as in, <sighs> again, sorry, this is probably a horrible episode to listen to. As long as you don't have those kinds of things happening, aircon noise and also fan noise can be dealt with to some degree. Because all we're trying to do is get the human voice in the room above the environmental noise. So the last thing I wanted to talk about today is recording your show in an environment where the actual furnishings of the room don't add extra noise to your show. So if you've got a desk like I do in this office, this desk is loud when you touch it, but it's also kind of like a hollow wooden desk. So it's quite lightweight for how big it is and how thick the actual top is, but it's because the internals of that are actually pretty much hollow. And it would be normally where you would have a set of drawers, but there are no drawers. So there's a cavity there, which means that it kind of gets boomy and reverberates in a way that a fully solid wooden desk probably wouldn't. And that type of tone does tend to travel up the boom arm and into your microphone or through the desk and into your microphone if you've got say a Yeti or something that I wouldn't suggest, but if you do, that's sitting straight on the desk. The other thing is noisy chairs, whether it's a chair that just makes noise, it squeaks and creaks or whatever, or it's got a material that's very loud when you rub your hands on it or you shuffle around on the seat. People can't sit dead still for hours. They're going to move around. So try not to use furniture that adds a lot of environmental noise to the overall sound that you're collecting in the room. And the other thing that I'll say is if you're recording with people that aren't familiar with speaking on a microphone, they could be a global expert in their field or a super high achiever. But if they're not used to being on mic, 
just let them know that things like moving a zipper on a jacket or wearing certain kinds of clothing, if they tend to rub hands on your pants a lot when you speak or when you get nervous, which a lot of people do, the more in-person interviews I have through the studio and the greater number of people I see, it is one of the most common noise sources that I've experienced as a podcast producer and also on my own shows as someone who hosts a show or hosts a couple of shows. If people have a tendency to rub their clothes or move a zipper or have some kind of tick, I guess, that's all adding noise to the environment that you probably don't want in there unless you're doing some real heavy noise gating, which baking that into your sound might actually be more detrimental than any of the noise that's in the sound because you might be cutting people off. So just to recap, aim to pick a room that has a naturally even temperature and doesn't spike wildly one way or the other. Don't record your podcast directly across from a massive church because on the hour, you're going to hear lots of bells and on the half hour, you're going to hear a single bell like I just did. Yeah, so keep the temperature manageable and that is more about picking a room that has a more constant temp than one that's either very, very cold or gets incredibly hot because then you've got to add noise back into the environment to compensate for that. So a fan or a heater or an air conditioner. Try to pick furnishings that aren't loud in and of themselves. So this desk, not the greatest desk for recording a podcast. Now, I don't actually have a shock mount on this particular mic because I took it off. Just to show you guys a few extra things when I thought, oh, I might record that kind of show today, I actually basically made this more like what you might have in a beginner studio. So that's a mic on a boom arm, but not a really expensive shock mount. So the other thing with environmental noise is try to stay away from constant sounds and intermittent sounds. If you've got sound sources that overwhelm your voice of either kind, try and move away from those as opposed to hating on the world that you can't get rid of them. And lastly, just tell your guest a couple of little things about what they're doing with their hands that might be detrimental to the sound. And that can be a very casual conversation. But what you don't want is to jump on them halfway through an interview, particularly if it's in person, and say, oh, can you just stop with your zipper? Like that sort of thing's just rude. It's inappropriate. They might just tell you to get nicked and they're out. So you might not even have an interview at that point. Righto, so in the next episode, we're going to cover acoustics. So you've got an idea in this room, and I'll turn the noise gate all the way off. So I'm just going to speak a little bit louder, and this is not the greatest mic for picking up lots of environmental sound because of the rejection quality, but you should be able to hear the reverb in the room. And now that I'm back on mic, a little bit less, but I basically now you can hear the fan going flat out and you should be able to hear a little bit more straight noise, although it's not that busy out there right at the moment. I'm going to record the next episode of the show actually in the studio, so the treated space, so you can have a little bit of a reference. So I'll just bump the gate back on. So Josh from deadsetpodcasting.com. You can support the show by going to buymeacoffee.com slash deadpod. Yes, it is deadpod. I've clarified that. So that just keeps this pirate ship afloating. Okay. Talk soon, guys, and yeah, we'll be back in the next episode for some in-studio acoustic treatment chats. Righto, bye-bye. This episode was edited by Deadset Podcasting. If you want your podcast to sound this good, check out deadsetpodcasting.com forward slash services. Get the sound you're chasing.